right, guys, welcome back to the show. My name is Chandelay. I'm Chandelay the Esthetician. I run this YouTube channel. I also run a podcast, which you're currently listening to. And I have a very special guest. Today, I have Kalia. She recently graduated. Without further ado, welcome to the show, Skin is In, Kalia. Hi, thank you Hi. so much. Yes, <laughs> thank you so much for being on today. Thank you. Yeah, of course. So kind of tell the people, okay, so you're an esthetician, right? When did you graduate? Yes, I am an esthetician. I graduated on March 30th from esthetician school. Oh my gosh, you're like nearly like a month out of school. So how does it feel? It feels amazing. I'm so happy to be done with school. Yeah. Um, graduation was like right there and mm -hmm. I saw it at the finish line. I had a lot of different trials throughout school and things that could have kind of hindered me, but okay. I didn't let it hinder me. So it was yes. just like a huge accomplishment. <laughs> That's right, girl. Congratulations. I'm sure Thank that does you. feel like a huge accomplishment. How long was your program? So my program was five months. Um, oh, it was wow. supposed to be six, but I went full time. So I finished in five months. I started October 25th and I graduated March 30th. Nice. So, yes. <laughs> That's so awesome. So what's the name of the school that you went to? So I actually went to um, Avalon Institute here in Las Vegas, Nevada. It has okay. only been open here a year, actually. Wow. Um, they're very new here in Nevada. They do have other schools in Arizona that they're more established there, but this okay. was the first year and their aesthetics program was fresh. Like okay. barely, <laughs> I, think the, I think that they started an aesthetics program maybe two to three months after they opened. So wow. isn't even a year there. Yeah. So did they offer uh, financial aid there? They did. They did offer financial aid. Wow. So yes. So being that they were established in Arizona, they did have certain things already in place and their curriculum was pretty much set and they just brought it over to Nevada. But when they first opened, it was only cosmetology. They didn't have aesthetics. And now it's only cause and aesthetics. They don't do nails or anything like that. So it was really focused on just those two industries. And they were really good. I mean, they offered financial aid. They also yeah. offered scholarships um, through them, need-based scholarships. So I did get a $1,500 scholarship from them as well. Hey, okay, congratulations. Mm -hmm. yes. I love to hear it. You know, I'm all about scholarships and just, getting the money that is available out there do you have to do anything specific to get that scholarship like how did that work so it's funny because um, when i decided to go to esthetician school um this is not my first time wanting to go okay. to esthetician school i actually wanted to go in 2019 and i signed up in 2020 at euphoria um which is here in las vegas and okay. they are pretty much one of the more popular schools here mm -hmm. besides Aveda, because we do have Aveda here. Um, we don't have a lot of beauty schools. I think there are about six total in yeah. the Las Vegas, Henderson area. So when I signed up for Euphoria, I didn't end up starting, which was good because it ended up being COVID. So, oh, wow. 
it kind of worked out. <laughs> so when I started applying, I was like, okay, I'm going to apply for Euphoria because I already am familiar with them. Um, my nail tech went there. My esthetician, she went there. So I was like, okay, okay I'm going to go there. And it, it's literally around the corner from my house, probably about less than 10 minutes. But I applied for Avalon as well because when I was on my Google search, they came up and they weren't too far from my house either. Maybe like 15 mm-hmm. minutes. That makes sense. So I'm like, okay, I got two schools to work with. Basically, I applied for both at the same time, got approvals for the same amount of aid for both schools. But when I spoke with Euphoria, they told me that I was going to have to pay like $2,000 out of pocket. Oh, and wow. I'm like, dang, like, what's going on? Like, my age yes. is pretty much equivalent to the price. It's about 15K. They're saying I'm getting about 15 and some change. So what's going on? So they told me I needed to do, like, in um, a finance program through them, like, in-house. So I told them, like, oh, you got to run my credit? They said yes. So I told them, like, okay, well, let me go ahead and get back with you guys. Let me see about this because you're running my credit. And then I think they told me I was going to have to pay, like, 250 a month or something like that so i was like "Mm, i'm gonna see so i reached back out like what the heck like i was so Mm -hmm. distraught like in my head i'm telling myself you know this is what you want to do but i'm also having experience with knowing that i have my nail tech who went to beauty school i have my sd knowing that it's the same education dependent on where you decide to go it's not much of a difference so I'm like, if I can stop paying 250, then I'm not gonna pay 250. So I went to the school, like literally I got off a call with Euphoria and my appointment at the other school was 30 minutes later. So I go to the school, they tell me I got the same amount of aid, but Avalon was about a little bit under 12,000. So in mm. my head, I'm like, I got 15 and some change, I'm good. No, they ended up telling me that I was gonna owe them $1,500 out of pocket. Wow. I'm like, what is going on? Like, (laughs) is my aid really my aid or what's happening? Like, what is the deal? Yeah. So I was kind of concerned, like, sitting at the financial aid office, I'm speaking to them. However, the thing I didn't really too much care for with Euphoria was they were basically doing everything over the phone. And once I committed to the program, that's when they wanted to bring me in for a tour. Oh, okay. Um, I don't even know if I'm going to like this school. Like, you're making me put pen to paper. I haven't even walked the school, toured it, seen anybody. Like, COVID is still real, but I know we're not Mm -hmm. social distancing. So what's the point of me not being able? They want 15,000. Like, (laughs) you better open them doors up. What do you mean? So that was kind of like a red flag for me. So I'm at the school at this point. Like, I at the other school, Avalon, I've toured. They told me the price. So she was, like, telling me the same type of deal. Like, we do month to month payments in-house you could pay about two i think they said like 220 so less than 250 of what they quoted me and they weren't gonna run my credit so i just told the guy um no actually it was a lady but this is what she said she said okay if i went in the class was literally starting in two weeks mm-hmm. so when i was in there she's like if you want to commit to this i'm going to need 220 today so i'm like well dang like I don't want to pay 220 today. Right. It's because, side note, the reason why I decided to go ahead and enroll in esthetician school is because I had quit my job. Okay. I had a really stressful job. Um, 
Nevada is a right to work state, so they could fire you for any reason. You can quit for any reason. And a lot of employers, they take that to heart. Like they will literally yeah. be so disrespectful because it's like, you quit, go ahead. If you respond to me and you say something I don't like, I'm going to fire you. So right. I had a boss that was just very, very, very disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And um, I ended up just feeling so stressed out all the time. Coming to work, going home from work, I felt like I was bringing work home every day, even though I didn't physically have to do anything at home. It just felt like I was carrying that. So I ended up quitting. I asked my boyfriend, I told him about it. He's like, you know what, quit. Like, I don't want you somewhere you're unhappy. So he's, my boyfriend is Cuban. I'm African-American. So my boyfriend is more like traditional in his ways, which some Hispanic families are. He's like, I want you to stay home. I want you to cook. I want you to clean, take care of the kids. Like, you don't have to work, just chill. Right. So in my head, I'm thinking, all right, I'll do it, you know, because I do it anyway. And I want to get out of this situation. Mm-hmm. So I, I told him, yeah, I quit. Literally, I quit in September. I started school in October. So that lets you know that didn't last. Right. <laughs> so yeah. Sometimes I it's just like that. Yeah. You know, so I literally told him, like, I can do all of those things. No problem. But if I'm going to be home, I'm going to school. Yeah. So fast forward to me being in that chair. I'm like, girl, I don't got 220 to give you today. Like, uh-huh. I just quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> So I straight up told her, I was like, look, because they, it's funny because they come to you in a, in a proposal, like setting, it's like, oh girl, I know, you know, like you come, it's like, they're coming to you. Like you're bartering almost like, can you do this? Can you do that? Like, that is what it is like. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't realize that it's exactly how it goes. Is then you sit down and you negotiate and you mm-hmm. commit to a contract of how much money can you pay? Um, okay, well, it, what can we do for this amount? Well, how much can you pay when and what days and all of that stuff? Yeah. So I told her, I was like, uh-uh, I can't do that. She was like, what do you mean? I was like, I can't do that. She's like, oh, you can't do that today? Or you can't, like, do it right now? Because, you know, I'm saying, like, you're going to start in two weeks. I said, no, I can't do that at all. Like, So I'm letting you know. I can't. So she was like, oh, okay. And I was like, so um, I think I might just leave. I'm going to shop around a little bit. She was like, no, 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 don't do that. She's like, we actually have a scholarship that's about $1,500, and that would help you out because that's how much you, you, you know, you owe school. So I was like, oh, okay. So I told her, I said, okay, well, what do I need to do? And she's like, there's a little um, essay that you need to write, um, and you, I'll give you the paper right now, and I'm going to call my boss and let them know that you're applying for the scholarship. I said, Okay. So I leave the financial aid office and I go back to my admissions rep. And she's like, okay, you're going to do a scholarship? I said, yes. So she gives me this paper. And literally, it's like the top says the school's name and scholarship. And then he says, like, write a brief paragraph about why you want to go to beauty school and what prompted you to go to school. So I write it all out and everything. And the admissions rep is like, okay, so I'm going to submit this and I'm going to let you know if you get approved or not. And they are pretty quick, so I'll let you know. So I said, okay. So I leave there, and she calls me back, I think, maybe not the same, like, time where I was still at the school. Because I stayed for a little bit, and I, like, still toured, looked around. And then I got home maybe a couple hours later, and I texted her because in my head, I'm like, okay, I I need to know. Because you're saying I'm going to have to start in two weeks, so either I need to 
come up with because I had the two twenty. I just didn't want to pay it, so I'm like, well, right, yeah. I give you the two twenty, or like I got two twenty, girl, but I'm not trying to give it to you. I can I get that to you next you. week. Like, <laughs> who, I don't know who I got it for. I don't know. So I text her and I say, hey, I just wanted to know if I got approved. And she's like, yeah, you did actually. I was gonna text you and let you know. So can you come in? I said, yay! So I was yes! like, yes! You know, I was screaming, happy, excited. So she told me to come in on Monday. So I go in on Monday, and I go into the financial aid office to fill out my paperwork. And I asked her, I said, if this is a scholarship, like, why wasn't this offered to me, like, at the beginning of our consultation for financial aid? And she was like, oh, well, because we don't offer this unless the student can't afford it. So I was like, oh, wow. So then I look at the paper and literally it says on the paper up to $20,000. So I'm oh. like, girl, you should have made me fill it out for the whole 12000 Like, right. $1,500. <laughs> That's crazy that they withheld that information, though. You know what? I'm so glad you're on talking about this because, swear to God, when I was getting my scholarship, like they told, we never even, they never even told us about scholarships. Like, mm -mm. what? We, yelled, they didn't offer that. Uh, there was a company called Beauty Changes Lives and they offer beauty scholarships and you can go to any school, any school, and you can qualify for a scholarship with them or whatever. If you apply and stuff, you know, you could possibly be granted a scholarship. Well, wow. so you would think that, like I, like you thought, why aren't they just giving this information proactively? Why aren't they telling people out of the gate? Just like, hey, if you're even thinking about coming into school, here's some resources during the tour, you right. know? Where's right. that information at right out the gate? But they don't tell you. So once we had already, I had already committed to the money. I was like, okay, well, I don't know how we're going to pay it. <laughs> but we don't figure it out because I'm in here but they could have given that information right out the gate and given people opportunities because think yes. how many people don't even ask exactly and it's like at the top of the paper it said the Avalon Institute so it's like either you know so at the time I'm like okay it's coming from the school you said up to 20,000 like why not even just offer me to not even take the loans and just mm -hmm. you know put at least i'll take the pale grant or whatever but what about the loan amounts you could have been like hey instead of you taking these loans we can but whatever so and it's funny too because once i graduated and i saw my final transcript and like my full financial aid obligations it, it said that it was like the actual name of the program which wasn't even the name of the school so it's facilitated probably by shareholders or somebody else in the company it so I'm is like, y'all are just ridiculous <laughs> that is crazy but girl god is so good because you graduated what yes. you're done got your hours did your test yes. okay so the girlies out there the people listening you know the crew the squad the skin is in babes they want to know um how did you like your school experience obviously we don't want to talk negatively about any school but right. we do want to expose you know the the struggles and the realities mm -hmm. of going to school we don't want to wash over it and glamorize it like it's this magical thing like i'm sure there were high and low points for you so how did you feel about going through your esthetician student journey 
So with my school, I did enjoy my experience. The journey was a little bit rocky. I will say though, um, I feel like they never, for you to be sitting there and committing to paying however many thousands of dollars, they never really go into depth about program details, about, you know, the terms and conditions of your contract, what's expected of you at the school. Like, they just give you a brief overview. So when I first started, I I signed up for full time because I wasn't working. And it was very enticing to me to know that I would be done in five months. That was, like, super enticing. I mean, they told me that I was going to graduate in March. And I was like, okay, great. But the standard is six months. But at Avalon, they will allow you to do additional hours. So if you do additional hours, you basically can shorten your time, at least by a month. So I was really happy about that. But when I started, I didn't want to start in October. I wanted to start in November because I was starting a job. Mm -hmm. And I told them, like, hey, I have orientation these two days. So the admissions rep told me, like, yeah, you have um, 10 days or something like that that you commence in the first five weeks. So I'm like, okay. Fast forward, start school. They tell us it's literally only seven days that you commence. And you have to make up hours right away so I'm like well dang like I'm feeling like I was bamboozled because I don't know what life is like and I already have two days that I have to miss right off the bat like because Mm y'all wouldn't let me start in November so that was already kind of like rocky because um at Avalon if you miss those 10 days or seven days it's actually 10 for cause cause their program's longer so Avalon is very cause focused here in Nevada so a lot of the rules did not they weren't the same for both programs right and also like if you miss hours in a certain amount of time that you're trying to acquire those hours that impacts your licensure ability so you know Mm -hmm. they they should really communicate that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. like up front and I mean just in a way that it makes more sense like obviously you're on the hook the hours but they should really explain like here's the why behind it mm-hmm. because if you're just like well you can't miss any time it's like well why not but right. also you know you do have to get those hours in a certain amount of time it's like okay well now I know mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. it's a little different exactly and it sounds like you were starting a new job at that time so you had a lot of new things happening. That were happening and the job of course at that time was to accommodate the schedule that I had at the school um mm-hmm. one of my friends just told me like oh you can go be a, a a CPA or see whatever they call it like basically a healthcare um associates helping with people who are disabled or okay you know so she was like it's very flexible you could pick up shifts you could work great so that's why I decided to do it However, but in Nevada, the way that the um, licensure works is you, when you start a school, you cannot miss more than those seven or 10 days, depending on the yeah. program, in the first five weeks, whatever. So when I found that out, I asked the school director and I said, hey, can I start making up hours right now? Because I know I'm going to miss these days. And she was like, yeah. So it's funny because within the first five weeks, a lot of my classmates, because they do it. I don't know if all schools do it like this. I think most do. Five weeks, you have people who are brand new, and then you have people who are already within like their first phase of education. Yep. So, a lot of my classmates thought I was gonna be dropped from the program because I missed those two days. And you know, like if you start school at eight thirty and you 
get to 8.45 and you clock in at 8.45 every day, that's already 30 minutes in two days that you missed. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them thought like I was going to miss, but I'm like, y'all don't even know that I talked to the director at the beginning of the dang program and I've been making up hours every day because no, like I'm not getting dropped. So I, I of course I didn't get dropped from the program and I started after those first five weeks, I started in the five weeks that were backwards. So when I started in my first five weeks, it was not from chapter one or chapter two. It was like chapter five, chapter six, chapter seven. Oh, I see. <laughs> so I was lost. The first five weeks, I didn't know what the heck was going on. And when they taught us our signature facial, we did the full facial massage, everything that first time we did it. <laughs> So I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, <laughs> this is not even step by step. I'm massaging. I don't even know what I'm doing. So I think that me and my cohorts, we always talk about since we did it backwards, it made us get up to speed faster. Because So guys, what Kalia is saying when she says that we did it, they did it backwards. So some schools... Like, my school, when I went, you started with a class, and that class started, and they went week one from beginning, mm-hmm. but other schools have, like, a rolling window, so whenever, it's kind of like, I think of it as, like, um, um, when you're jumping rope, you know, <laughs> and you're, like, trying to jump in, it's like, all right, we're already on week six, y'all are just starting, this is your first week, but this is where we are, and you kind of stay through the program, and then you'll eventually go through all of the weeks, mm-hmm. so you just don't, that's why they're really strict on, like, not missing time, so that's one way that programs do it, so you guys started kind of towards what would be almost sounding like the end of theory for facial, mm-hmm. yep. so that was kind of an interesting spot to start, not knowing about skin or skin anatomy or anything yes. like that you know yes. yeah to put it into perspective when we started our program we hadn't even done the skin analysis chapter we didn't even know how to do a skin analysis <laughs> <laughs> so we're hey. doing first clean second clean extraction yeah, like why are we doing these steps <laughs> made no sense <laughs> made no sense so that was that overall I feel like my school was I, I personally can say, I know that a lot of times, a lot of curriculum is not gone over thoroughly. Mm-hmm. You get a briefing of most, you know, sections, whether it be microderm or dermaplane, like things are just yeah. very quick. I will say my school was like that. Mm-hmm. However, I was really blessed being that I had two amazing PILs in my program duration and my instructor she was very very thorough so we never really missed a topic where we did not get a chance to go back to it or do chapter review you know or anything like that now the crazy part was they would switch instructors around though so they would swap instructors if an instructor was in phase one for more than 10 weeks or if an instructor was in phase two for more than 10 weeks. So after that first five weeks, I got switched to another instructor and her teaching style was completely the opposite. So yeah. my cohort as a collective was struggling when we switched mm-hmm. to her. Like the people in class that would get 100% on tests and 95% 
were struggling and they were studying because her teaching style was just so different. And not only that, she was absent all the time. She was never in school. So we oh, were wow. always getting bounced around. So that was hard. But so it sounds like you had a journey. It was. Really. It, it really sounds was. like it was a journey for sure. Mm-hmm. But it was a good journey and it wasn't good. bad. I think the only thing that really made me the most upset overall as like a closure of my school experience is that when my grandma passed in December um, of last oh, year, sorry, bless her thank heart. you, um, there was no type of accommodations. There was no mm. bereavement. There was no leave of absence for real. Like it was just like, okay, you miss the hours. You have to make them up. But if we let you take a leave of absence, you're going to not be able to finish with your cohort. Oh, wow. We're going to hold you back and we're going to make you stay with the next, the, well, the five weeks after you. That's crazy. So that really was just annoying. I just couldn't understand. And I'm like, I'm going to have to make the hours up anyway. So why am I not being accommodated to at least take consecutive days if I need to take consecutive days? So it ended up just being me splitting them up and taking them whenever I felt like I needed to get things done and just made it like that. But that was just ridiculous. I was really pissed about that. But otherwise, experience, it was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it was definitely it went. It sounds like it went, girl. Yeah, I think that's the common theme about school. And that's what I like about the transparency of your story is really like, uh, it's not all roses, you know, it's not Mm -hmm. all uh, rainbows and butterflies, but you get through it, you get through those tough times and Mm -hmm. everything happens for a reason. So whatever it is that you're experiencing, you're experiencing it because you have to go through it to get to become the person that you are right now in this exact mm-hmm. moment, in this literal second. And yes. I mean, it seems like it shaped you. Um, so what are you doing now? So I <laughs> am... What's up now? <laughs> so I am solo. I'm a solo I'm um, part-time right now because I do have a regular job, boo, for that. But... Why is that a boo? Hold on, no. I want to know, <laughs> why are you saying boo for that? I'm always so interested when people boo uh, employment because it's like, to me, that is such a bag. Like, get that money. Yes. But tell me the boo. Why do you think boo? So I, I feel like it's a boo, mainly okay. because I quit a job and was a full-time student. But I was a full-time student that was learning a trade. So not like a traditional college where you're taking these courses and you're not doing really anything in relation to your field. Whereas in trade school, you're learning, but you're doing everything that you're going to do in your field. So Mm -hmm. going from doing that for five months, I did not work up until about January. And I only got a little job working at a casino because I wanted to prepare for my suite because I knew even before I even started school that I was going to open my own suite and be solo. So that's why I got the job really because I'm like, okay, I'm getting close to the end of my program. Let me start buying things. But it was great. And it was at a casino. So I didn't do anything. Like it was just me basically making sure. Yeah, it was chill. Yeah, we're there, you know? 
So once I graduated, well, sorry, once I approached graduation, that's when career services is like, go and start applying places and taking your resume. So I started applying places. And at the time where I was applying places, I was looking for suites as well. So I started searching for suites in January. I started searching for jobs in January. So I'm going, I'm looking, I'm applying places, got a few interviews, was not impressed with the pay at all. So I decided to then just focus on the suite, which took me some months because I ended up signing my lease March 15th. I graduated March 30th. Oh, wow. Okay. I was on it. I knew I wanted to go solo and I was like, this is what I'm about to do. So I ended up seeing a post from a previous friend who I worked somewhere else years ago. And she was like, hey, I got a job offer. Anybody want to apply? Let me know. So I applied because I'm like, okay, I need to think about if I'm going to have income outside of being a solo SD because I'm not getting, you know, hourly. Right. getting commission off what I make and what I do so I ended up applying and got the job so I've been at the job for two weeks so still fresh out of school barely a month out almost graduation not quite probably like what three weeks and Mm -hmm. been at the job for two weeks the reason why I say oh is because it's a corporate job it's a corporate environment coming from a really social setting in school and then going to a corporate environment where it's like if I laugh a little too loud, people are looking over at me. Right. It's a little weird. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. And I mean, in general, right? Like, I get mm-hmm. it. A lot of us, um, you know, you don't go to um, a school or do a service like we do because you're like, oh, I just cannot wait to do these services for a company. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not really mm-hmm. your mindset. I know that most people, the goal is eventually to get out there and just like make waves in whatever way that is, opening their own business, opening their own skincare line, you know, retailing products, education, like there's so many different avenues. That's what I really like about beauty industry in general. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I get that. I just, I always caution people when they refer to employment, just because, you know, there is nothing to turn your face up at or be like Mm -hmm. "Mm, this sucks about some consistent ass income okay Mm -hmm. if the money gonna come in you know if you keep showing up and you're not ruffling any feathers you gonna get paid and that's not how it works in our world in our world you could do nothing wrong and your clients stop coming you know Mm -hmm. there's so Mm -hmm. many different things that impact how you make your money Yep. So it's so unreliable. It's reliable right. in the sense that like, am I going to get out there and hustle to make it happen? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. But is it reliable in the sense that like you could just bet on your income? You never know what's going to happen with your clients. Of course. Um, and so that gets risky. So I think having a surefire plan always pays off. But you know that about me because Mm -hmm. I did not preach going solo after school. Mm -hmm. I think that people should really get out there and just like grow a little bit. But I think that you can be successful if you're the right kind of individual. And it sounds like you are because you were committed already before you had even graduated that this was your, what you were going to do. So you're solo, you're in your suite, you're in your space. What are the vibes like? 
So I love my space. Um, I was so happy to have found it. It was such a tough process finding a place. Um, to give a little context to solo. So like I said, I always wanted to be solo from the beginning of starting school. I moved to a new place in December. So two months after starting school with a third bedroom with the full intention on working from home. Mm-hmm. Not knowing that in the state of Nevada, regardless of if you're a licensed professional in the beauty industry, you cannot work from home whatsoever under any circumstance. Wow. It will be legal. You will get fined and could potentially lose your license. They just push for that in my state. We used to be able to work in your apartments and stuff because mm-hmm. I was going to just get an apartment. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is way cheaper. But then they were like, nope, they've moved away from apartments. Now you can still do it in a home, but it has to be like so separated from your home that it's not even your home. Yep. That's exactly how ours is. A separate plumbing, separate restroom, basically like a little apartment in your backyard, basically. Pretty much. Yeah. So so annoying. So once I found that out, I was like, okay, got to find a space. I love my space. I found my space through um, a mutual contact, somebody who I knew who was in the beauty industry. She actually did my tattoos for me last year. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. She's a tiny, she's a lash tech and a tiny tattoo artist, licensed esthetician. And I posted on Facebook. I literally still have it pinned on my page, January, I think, 10th. Anyone know any suites that are for rent or can you point me in the direction of a real estate agent to help with commercial properties? Got multiple comments. She ended up commenting saying, yes, my space has suites open and messaging me. So I love the space. Um, The owner is a licensed esthetician herself. She specializes in lashes. There's about 16 rooms in the place. Wow. And it's very, like, chill. Um, The first week when I was going to get going, because I put my deposit way before graduation I think I tore it probably at the beginning of March and I put it the deposit so I hadn't even been done with school yet and I told her and she knew she's like okay go that's fine let me know when you're done and the first week she was like hey you can come and move in a week before like you actually sign your contract so you can start moving stuff in you know and you know that way when you get your license you can just start taking clients like you're paying for it might as well be able to get straight to work which I I really love that and that first day when I went in to start moving stuff in she had burned sage like as soon as she got in that morning and I could just smell it I'm like oh my god like yes (laughs) these are the vibes that I need that's where you want to be to thrive Mm -hmm. I love it yes and I love it I love my suite it's super nice um contrary to like you know most people where it's like you always see those posts like I only had enough for the apartment and like they're sitting down they're eating pizza they're on the air mattress whatever (laughs) My suite is complete. Like nice. I literally did it, and it's and it's because when my grandma passed away, I was already like in a place where I knew, okay, you gotta keep going. This is what you want to do. But my grandmother, all my life, um, she always told me like, I'ma leave you money, and when I leave you money, you better not give it to no man, and you better not waste it. And mm-hmm. I have two daughters, so you know her whole thing was. I want you to do right. Like, I want you to do good with it. Yeah. So when I got, when she passed and once it got to the process of me getting 
the inheritance, I just told myself, like, no, like, Kalia, you know yourself. You're responsible, but you're a spender. Like, you're going to spend yeah. this money. And not to say that it would just be frivolously spent, but it's going to be spent. So it's like, regardless of if it's paying bills off or getting clothes for your daughters or, you know, getting things for yourself, you're going to spend it. So I told myself, no, like, I'm going to get my suite. I'm going to get everything I need to get and I'm going to get in the suite. That's what I'm going to do with this money. I'm investing this money in myself because I know what I can do and I know what other people have done. So if they could do it, I know I could do it. Yes. So, but I did. And it's been great. My first mm-hmm. week in my suite, I had three clients and I made 350. And I was like, hmm, okay. Like, That's not okay. Yes. This is not too bad. Like, because right. you know, my prices are low and, you know, I'm fresh out of school. And these people who are coming to me are people who are not my best friends, are not my family. Yeah, these are just like, random people. They're just people real who I've made connections with. Like, and I'm right. like, hey, come see me. So that was just like, okay. And I already knew when I got this job, right, this job that I'm working, it's about $5 more than what I was making when I was working through school those last couple months. And mm-hmm. I did the math, and it's literally $1,000 more a month than what I was making there. And my rent is a thousand dollars a month, so mm-hmm. I'm like, regardless if I get clients or not, if I take my ass to work, I could pay this rent. That's right. <laughs> so okay. that was the way I looked at it, and that's why I say, eh, but only because it's like, it's it's different. a means to an end. It's what I got to do. Like I told myself, God is testing me. He's testing my discipline. He's testing to see if this is what I really want to do. This is really what I'm about to put my all into because yeah. he's not going to give me nothing half-assed. You know, mm-hmm. I got to work for it. So, Girl, yes. It's my favorite place to be, and I'm so happy. Like, I love it. I'm so happy. Ah, I love it for you, and it shows in your energy, and you can just tell. I know you guys can feel Kalia's energy through the podcast. Like, it's very radiating. And just so connecting, just because I'm sure you have been on quite the journey. And mm-hmm. to hear your story kind of from start to where you are now, there are many people listening who are in your shoes, right? They mm-hmm. they literally are going through what you went through. And I always talk about people sharing their stories because, I mean, it makes a difference knowing that like other people have done it, you can survive anything. Those low moments, those stressful moments, I'm so sorry to hear that you lost your grandmother during that time of your journey because I lost a very dear friend of mine and I was just like very just, you know, the entire day when I was at school, I spent it in the bathroom, you know, like just crying Mm. on the floor. And you, you still push through and nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about, all of the sacrifices that you're going to make by making this temporary decision for something that is going to, you know, yield you a lot. Like you said, yeah. you invested in yourself. Like you had to see that vision through mm-hmm. in order to be in this moment. And nobody talks about it. No one's going to be like, well, there's going to be seven or six, you know, calls from the school and 
there's going to be, you know, car situations and Mm -hmm. work problems and you're still going to have to, you know, whatever. There's going to be educational, you know, snafus where you're kind of tripping with the people up at the school. (laughs) You like these people trying to take me out of character up here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much of that. And yet now you're here and it's like you look back and you're like, that was just a small moment in all of this future success definitely and I think, like that's what I get I get goosebumps from your story where you're like you know I took that money and I invested in myself I hear a young me who's like spend it you know <laughs> you mm-hmm. just waste mm-hmm. the money and but I think all of it happened the way that it needed to happen because it helped you appreciate you know um you know the the potential your grandmother saw in you Mm -hmm. and I feel like for you that's even maybe more of a motivating factor I don't feel I don't feel like you said it but I felt like I heard it and I don't know if you guys heard it too and like between the lines but I felt like I heard you kind of say like you know you're not gonna let like her down um yeah because yeah definitely and I think you know it's also too like I I never thought that I would be that person to be like you know like I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna, you know, I, I've always had those type of characteristics. My background is business. I've worked in customer service. I've done management. Um, like when I was in high school, I always wanted to be a business. I was mm-hmm. in DECA, I was in FBLA, like that's what I wanted to do. But I always loved just beauty and fashion. Like I got accepted into the to FITM, the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising when I was in high school. But I wow. never like got out of that box of business, 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 because that's just what I was comfortable in. So with my grandma, she always knew what I wanted to do, but she was like, you know, I mean, I'm 28. My birthday was April 9th. I have two daughters, (laughs) six and four. So I'm technically, I wasn't a teenage mom, but I was young when I got pregnant um, initially with my daughter. So I, I always felt like I, had to do so much more. And I'm the oldest of three. We're all five years apart. Yeah. So it always had that pressure on me. But like when I started school and I told my mom what I was going to do, she was super supportive. My boyfriend, of course, was supportive. My dad called me and cussed me out. He was like, why are you doing that? There's no money in that. Why are you going into doing beauty? Like you have two kids. You've been in the industry doing this for so long. Why would you do that? Like just super like, you know, nasty. Mm-hmm. And I called my mom and I, I literally had to deal with my mom. I mean, my mom have a wonderful relationship, but I had to tell her about her stuff because my parents yeah. have been married for 30 years. And I yeah. always lived in a household where that dynamic was my dad ruled all. My mom could say whatever, but if my dad said no, it was a wrap. So I told her, I said, mom, why would you call him up and tell him about me going to school? Like, if he wanted to come and talk to me, he could call me. I'm like, you call him and you tell him I'm going to school. And then he calls me, cusses me out, hangs up in my face, doesn't even give me an opportunity to explain to him anything that's going on. Nothing. I'm like, and on top of that, like, you go and you tell him I'm going to school to be a lash tech. Like, come on. You didn't even give him the full synopsis. Like, I'm going to school to be an esthetician. It's not just lashes. No no disrespect to lash techs. I was a lash tech. That's actually what I did that made me feel like I wanted to go to esthetician school in 2019. But to tell him that that's all I'm going to be doing, like, come on. Like, he literally, that's why he's like, you know what I mean? What you doing that for? 
So, you know, for me, what I well, mean, I know some millionaire lash tech. So, no, first of all, <laughs> that's what I started doing. I learned how to do lashes in 2019. I was lashing through from 2019 to 2020, and I yeah. stopped because during COVID, I just didn't feel comfortable with people coming to my house with my kids. Yeah. So that was my first, like you know, right. But it's just the way that it was delivered, and that didn't mm-hmm. feel right either. No. Oh, yeah. I'm like, come on. Like, if my thing was, if I did want to go to school to be a lash tech, that's fine. But explain to him what else I'm going to learn, not just lashes. Like, I'm just, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's so much to be an esthetician. Yeah. So, so, what would you say to like someone who's getting ready to go to school for aesthetics, but their parents are kind of talking to them about like not making any money mm-hmm. or? You know, is is this the path that you want to go down? What would you say to a student who's thinking about it right now? I would say, regardless of your situation, whether you live with your parents, whether you don't, whether you're close, whether you're not, do not let the noise deter you from the path that you're meant to take. You know in your heart what you want to do. You know what is going to fulfill your life happiness and don't let them deter you they've lived their life they've raised you do not let them make you feel like you're inferior or that you're not worthy of making a success out of this particular field because you are there's so much money to be made in the beauty industry we are literally Mm -hmm. people would like to say that the beauty industry is not recession proof but why were people literally protesting and sneaking through the back doors and trying to get that that root touch up like california (laughs) nail techs were doing nails outside yeah during covid i mean you know it's it's a necessity because you know we make the world a beautiful place we help people find the beauty within we help them Mm -hmm. de-stress from their regular lives like we could go on and on and on. It's the same reason that there's millions of, it's the same reason why sports are important. You know, we Mm -hmm. never knew we needed it, but aren't we glad we have it? So it's the same kind of thing. And I think anybody with the right, again, grit, tenacity, ambition, you know, willingness to struggle, learn, get better. Anybody with those characteristics will do really well in this industry. It's not for the weak. It's not going to be easy. It's not like it's without struggles. There's low days, high days. But, I mean, you heard Kalia's story. She went through her journey. You've heard mine on my YouTube channel. If you haven't checked it out, it's Chandelay the Esthetician, um, where I share my journey of going to school from day one till, you know, owning a business and doing all the things. Um, And I think you really, there's no answer to tell you should you do this? There's no answer in that. We're not here to tell you that. We're just here sharing our story and hopefully you find inspiration in that. Yes, definitely. All right. Well, how can they find you? How can they connect with you on social media? So you can find me on Instagram and TikTok. It is Wiz Kalia Aesthetics. That is my <laughs> my little tag, you know. That's a cool name. Is that your business name? Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) And I would love to hear from you guys on there. And I'm so happy that I got to work with such a wonderful person. And yeah.
so I'm happy you came on the show and of course everybody go over there support Kalia and her journey and make sure you tap in and see kind of how her story unfolds I know I am definitely along for the journey I think it's so interesting it's so beautiful and inspiring to hear it um I felt inspired I got goosebumps listening to it I think it's so cool hearing each and every story because there are less than six percent of estheticians out there are african-american you guys and with us sharing our story we can raise that i'd love to see us take over and really just carve out space for ourselves so we're doing it now share this podcast with a friend if you have not checked out my other episodes guys what are you waiting for go listen binge indulge Play me while you clean, while you clean your studio, while you clean at your home, while you study. Skin is in podcast. And um, yeah, you don't have to go anywhere. Check out the next episode right here. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Awesome. Yay. Yay.